Silway sits at one of the few outdoor tables outside of the Greedy Goblin, a tavern on the edge of the cloth market. You watch the hustle, bustle, and haggling of the busy bazaar. Your mind cannot help but drift back to another market in another city a long time ago. You sip from your drink, enjoying the brief respite from Trevor. He has been your constant companion since your return to Roth. You were on the verge of venting your frustration, most likely crushing his spirit in the process, when inspiration struck. You gave him some money and told him to find some new clothes and better gear. He eagerly accepted and disappeared into the dawning day. You find yourself staring at a life-sized bronze statue of a goblin, the apparent founder of this tavern, which stands before its entrance, when a familiar voice fills your ears. There you are. You're not an easy girl to find. You wake from your daydream to find Sheila sitting at your table opposite you, smiling pleasantly. Sheila, how did you sneak up on me? Don't worry about it. I'm not going to hurt you. Oh, my God. First of all, we need to talk about the hair. It looks fabulous. Don't change a thing. Seriously, don't. It's amazing. Wait. Armand? Really? Armand? I'm telling you, it is. It is. Tell me. It is. He did it. Right? Armand? Uh, it's not staying, Sheila, but yes, Armand. Yeah, see? He's fabulous. Who do you think did this? She gestures up towards her bouffant. He's amazing. I wouldn't go see anybody else. Anytime I'm back in nightfall, I get a touch-up. Okay, so maybe you could help me with this then. How do I make it go away? Why would you want to make it go away? Because I can't see. It's covering my eyes. She's like brushing bl- or like bangs out of her face. Oh my god, you just look so pretty and so grown up. Like, why would you want to change that? I don't understand I you. I don't want to look pretty. I want to have functional hair. Functional hair is overrated. Now tell me, is Roton around? Oh, he's around somewhere. I don't know where. You know, I was hoping to see him. I bet you were. Well, I mean, you traveled with him. You tell me, what does he look like with his shirt off? He's handsome, isn't he? I'll bet he is. Really? Rotan? Well, yeah. Being... No. Who do you like? What kind of guy do you like? Do you like that boy that you've been with? Is he your, uh, is he your little man? No, I don't like... No. I don't like any boys. I don't have time for boys. Ah, you gotta make time, sweetie. You're only young once. Use it while you got the goods. Yeah, no, I have better things to do with my my time. Thank you very much. Yeah, what's, um, uh... Your voice is kind of... What's going on with that? Oh, I dropped my accent. Oh, so this is you dropping the accent. You're not putting one on. This is you dropping it, I see. Yeah, I, you and your stupid common accent. I was, like, trying to fit in for the longest time, and like, I, I over, I'm over it. I'm done. I'm... I'm just going to talk like a normal person from now on. So, Silway, I need a favor from you. I really... Hold on. She looks around, and you see her discreetly wiggle her fingers, and suddenly all of the hustle and bustle and sound from around you go silent. Okay, that's better. Now, I need a favor from you, Silway. Zoe is just fascinated by this sphere of silence. She's like looking around and up and down. Like, you need to teach me that. No, you're a a thief. You steal things and wave knives. Yeah, silently. 
but look, I'll send you a pamphlet, maybe a book, um, maybe a seven part informational instructional series that I found online. But right now, I need your help. There is, yes, I need your help. Is this like the last time you needed my help? Well, I mean, last time it was more Arnon than me. Just so you know, Arnon knows nothing about this. This is between you and me. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, why would I make that up? Because you work for him. Well, but I could just ask you. If I wanted you to do something, I would just say, Silway Arnon needs you to do something. By the way, he's wondering what happened to your, um... Oh, I don't know, you're... God damn it, why am I going British? Sounds Australian to me. It really does. It's really going Australian. So listen, anyway, I've got a little job. I need someone of your skill and your expertise and mostly your discretion. So, if you would, I've got a room upstairs. It's going straight Australian. God damn it. Chim chimney, chim chimney, <laughs> chim chim chimney. <laughs> I think all the accents over all the episodes has just muddled my brain. So, come on upstairs. I've got some people I need you to meet. All right. So, Silway so uh, chugs the rest of her beer <laughs> and then heads upstairs. You follow Sheila upstairs, and she gets up to the second floor of the Greedy Goblin and makes her way to a room in the back. And she holds the door open for you you enter behind her and standing in front of you you see there's a halfling there uh wearing dark clothes and a dark cloak probably like a deep navy or midnight blue uh cloak and then a bushy uh black beard and just sort of a tousle of black hair and uh Uh, He's got this little cap, which is at a jaunty angle, and his skin has this uh, slight golden hue to it. Uh, Why don't you make a perception check? Is it passive perception or by actively observing this halfling? Ooh, that's terrible. Uh, Six, (laughs) fourteen. Wow. Uh, It still doesn't beat uh, mine. Damn it, I need to use my passive perception. It's (laughs) twenty-three. Your passive perception is 23? I have the observant feet. Oh, gosh. That's amazing. It's 10 plus 8 plus 5. Well, okay. So so um, then you probably uh, recognize that he's wearing a disguise. Yeah, I, I think so. I would notice that. It's probably not his real hair and not his real beard. And standing off to the side with his back to you, gazing out the window, looking very much like Arnon when you first met him, is... What looks like a big triangle of fabric. As you enter the room, it turns, and you realize that what you're really looking at is an immense cloak, largely concealing the person underneath it. All you can really see in the deep hood is a pair of uh, golden uh, cat-like eyes, uh, and and it kind of looks like a a dark blue face uh, sunken into the shadows. This... Is the one you wanted us to meet? A child? Settle down. Yeah, this is the one I wanted you to meet. Silway loosens the grip on her dagger that she was holding after the tiefling turned around. So, Silway, why didn't you have a seat? 
we'll get the names and we'll get all that out of the way and then we'll just kind of go with it, all right? I don't usually just go with things. What is happening here? I swear to God, you're so... Ugh, teenagers, I'm telling you. Do you want my help or not? Don't ever have kids, unless it's with Rotan. Because your kids would look fabulous, I'm telling you. Not a concern, don't worry. <laughs> Everybody gather around. And you, little one, uh, what are you doing? Stop playing around. Who, me? Again, see, this is the best I could find. Remember before when you said, why us? And I said, you know, this was all that, yeah, this is kind of the same thing. There's a lot of slim pickings in this city. Hey, I, I will have you know that I take offense to that. Well, good. Tell us your name. Who, me? Yes, you. The, the slim pickings? Is that your name? No, I don't think that's your name. Pleased to make your acquaintance. I am Milo Merrick, otherwise known as Milo the Magnificent. Silly rolls her eyes at his uh, stage bow and, like, does this sarcastic curtsy in response. Silway, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. All right. Now, uh, tall, dark, and um, I've never seen your face. What's your name? The cat-like eyes narrow slightly. Names are of small concern. I am here to do the job and nothing more. Oh, God, get over yourself. Enough with the drama. Just tell her your name. If a name is necessary, you may call me Hunter. Wait, what the, what the are you? Are you human? Is that relevant to the job? Depends on what we're doing and what you are doing in this... She's very curious. She's, like, peering down and, like, bending all around, trying to get a good angle under the hood. Being very theatrical about it. All right, all right, that's enough. Everybody sit down. Right, Silway takes a seat. Oh, are they like human-sized chairs? Yes, they're human-sized chairs. Uh... I don't have a booster chair. You're just going to have to make two. With a hump, Milo hops up and sits on the um, armrest of the chair. Okay, everybody comfortable? Good. So here we are. We're all friends here. There is somebody who's wronged me. Somebody who's done a very bad thing to my family and those I care about. I need you to go after them and make them pay. Now, I don't want them killed. If I wanted them killed, I would have told on them and I would start talking British and they would all go to hell. <laughs> Seriously. Jim Chiminate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. If I wanted him killed, I would have sent someone to kill him. Now, what I want is for you to get something back for me. Something he stole from me. You, Silway, you're very clever. You see a lot of things that most people don't see. The little one is, say, um, master of disguise, I guess. And illusion and manipulation and, you know, he, 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 he's a magic man. And the big one, if you need it, that's your muscle. I would have brought Rotan along, but, you know, he's apparently too good for me. Who's the mark? And the mark is not so much a who, but a what. It's a ship at a dock down by the waterfront off the canals. And it's very easy to get to. The problem is it's very heavily guarded. And what are we going after? You're going after 
Well, it's a box, but there's something in the box. I want what's in the box, but it's going to be better for you to just bring the whole thing. And why can't you get the box? The person doesn't like you? Well, yeah, he's not going to let me have the box. Who is this man? Don't worry about it. That's none of your concern. I think it is my concern if you want me to steal from this man. What is the matter? I'm not a thief for hire. I thought you'd do me a favor. I thought we were close. I'm doing you a favor. Part of that favor is you tell me and you'll be honest. You want to have a working relationship? Let's work. Have a relationship. Who is this man? I don't understand why you want to know. It matters who I steal from. I agree with the child. You agree with the child. Oi. I am not a child. I also would like to know. Oh, the other child agrees. Oh, come on. <laughs> Master Illusionist. Yes, well, okay. So, his name is Herman. <gasps> and Is it that Herman? God damn it, you remember? Yes. <laughs> Don't worry about anything else. That's all you need to know. He's a bastard. Just get the thing. And we are doing this as a favor to you? There's no payment or reward or... I'll tell you what. If you bring it to me, I'll give you a reward. But also, and this is very important, I'm a very important friend to have. I have connections. Get the thing. I'll give you money. Or, you know, something else that you'd like. I'll get you a new cloak. Okay, so Silway is peering intently at Sheila. And she's going to cast the Detect Thoughts spell using subtle metamagic on Sheila. And say, is there anything you're not telling me, Sheila? Is there a uh, save on this that I get? There is not. There is still there's a... Wow. Um, I can basically read surface level thoughts. And it says that interrogating people makes them sort of think about those things. So it's a very effective interrogation tactic. If I can go deeper, there's like a, a, a second level that I can try to go to beyond surface level. And that requires a saving throw. But I'm not going that level yet. The, her surface level thoughts are like this. That bastard, once I do this to him, he is going to be so screwed. I'm going to teach him a lesson so he's never going to mess with my sister again. The bastard never should have married her, never should have had a kid, never should have done anything. I don't care if she's happier without him. He's got to pay. Does she say anything out loud in response to the question? Uh, yeah, out loud she says, no, there's nothing I'm not telling you. And you said Arnon is not aware of any of this? What? Do I have to write everything by Arnon now? I'm not my own woman. I'm like some kept lady. Does he know we're back in town? He knows. He's waiting to see what you're going to do. I assume you're going to go see him eventually. Does he know what happened in Nightfall? I don't know. Maybe he knows. I'm going British, going Australian, going all over the place. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe he knows. God damn <laughs> It really wasn't supposed to last this long. Anyway, um, no, he doesn't know. If he is unaware, then we do not enjoy his protection in undertaking this task. Listen, we may not undertake his protection or whatever you just said, but I have a lot of influence, and you owe him. So lest you want to be in the stalks, or worse, you shut your mouth and you do what I say. If this will count towards my debt. Fair enough. What about you, short stuff? This isn't sanctioned by Arnon, you're saying? Well, no. 
and sanctioned by me. How much of a bastard is this guy? Oh my god, he's a bastard. He is the worst kind of guy, like, he's a terrible, terrible human being. Could, could, could you give me a, a specific example, please? Well, there was this one time he came over, and I told him not to bring any food, and he brought food, and then it was like warm potato salad, and then he just left it there. And then we was all sitting around, we were talking, we were having some wine, and he took his shoes off. And he, like, put them up on the chair, like, right next to my face. And I told him to move them, and he's just like, no, I'm not moving them. I mean, that's not what he sounds like, but, you know, he's a bad person. Milo's face is all scrunched up, like he's just, like, really unhappy about something. Fine, fine. And if we fail this mission, how quickly will we be killed? What are you even talking about? I'm asking how much danger is involved in this in this theft. I don't know. We could be risking our lives for you? I mean, yeah, that's kind of the job. That's what I'm paying you for. Are her surface-level thoughts revealing anything otherwise? No. Oh, very well. If we can retrieve this, uh, this box, then what do we do with it? Where do we bring it? Find me here. I'll have a drink. I'll take in a show. There's this minstrel in town. He does the sword swallowing thing. You wouldn't want to miss it. He pulls him out. Well, I won't tell you where he pulls him out of, but it's fabulous to watch. Well, we'll do our best. No promises. I am not risking my life for this, this box and this Herman that you dislike. If I do this, that sword swallowing guy is my pre-show, okay? Fair enough. I'll put in a good word for you. All right. It's a, I'll warn you, though. It's a tough act to follow. Have you seen my act? I confess I must have missed it. See, I know that because you would have remembered it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. It's called the Aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, daylight's wasting. Go. Leave me be. I need a drink and uh, an Advil. So just go. You wind your way through the dark alleys and across the narrow footbridges that transverse the intricate network of canals at the heart of the city. Shafts of golden light from the setting sun fill each canal, almost blinding you as you pass from the gloom of one alley to the next. The sun dips beneath the horizon as you find yourself at Dock 24. Whatever activity occupied the dock seems to be winding down for the evening. A trio of guards huddle together talking quietly. You see the flash of light as one of them lights a pipe. Beyond the guards, you see a large, well-appointed ship rocking gently against the pier. A slender man leans against one of the pylons. He looks to be filing his nails. Silhouetted against the darkening sky, you could just discern the outline of siege crossbows mounted at intervals across the rooftops. Whatever is in that ship, it doesn't wish to be disturbed. Now, when you say Slender Man... I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is above uh, the CR recommended for our level. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not a game we're expected to win, Mike. 
as you wind your way closer to the docks, it's less and less populated. You had to follow a very circuitous route to arrive at this dock, almost as if the dock itself was hidden. The buildings in the area come up flush to the waterline, like Venice or like Amsterdam or somewhere where there's no open streets, there's no markets, there's no vendors, there's no hustle and bustle at all. Come out of a narrow alley and you can hide behind some crates and a cart that is sitting there waiting to be loaded. And it's definitely getting darker. There, walking in the dock, observing, just kind of hanging around, trying to look inconspicuous. Are they drawing any attention from guards or crossbows? No, right now they don't seem to pay attention to anything. The three guards closest to you, they're congregating, talking, and everybody else, they seem to be bored. Okay, what do you, what do you two see here? I see crossbows, I see guards, I see the man standing at the entrance to the ship. This place is heavily guarded, more than Sheila indicated. As you are standing there talking, all of a sudden you see a bright light in the sky and the light moves across the water. And then you see a glass orb floating in the sky, shining the light in the water. It sways back and forth as if scanning the water, looking for anything that may be in it. The orb flies in a circle around the ship and the light seems to only shine upon the water. What is that thing? Arcana check. That is a 20. You seem to recall hearing stories that there was a spell in, in ancient stories and ancient magical texts known as Wizard Eye. Okay. Do I know anything else? You know that it is a spell for seeing things which are hidden. You know that it can pass through physical boundaries. And you know that it is a concentration spell. It's some sort of uh, magical sight. Requires concentration to cast, but I I don't remember much more than that. I wouldn't fancy um, likelihood of any illusions um, holding up under its gaze. So we have crossbows that want to shoot us. We have magical observers, spy something. So, wow, when she said heavily guarded, she meant it. The solution is simple. We find the caster and disable them. If I've learned anything from Rotan, it's that sometimes you can just walk up to the front gate and ask to go inside and get an invite. Maybe we should try that first. Who, who is this Rotan? He sounds fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a bit of an idiot to me. <laughs> yes. Although, I have managed to talk my way out of many difficult situations. Perhaps you could somehow replicate the success of Rotan by walking up to the front... <laughs> To the, to the guard that asking if we can go on the ship. Ah, well, um, it has been a good life, I guess. <laughs> they, won't, they won't kill you just for asking, will they? Uh, well, probably not. No, no, they probably will not. Well, um, I don't see the harm in it. Is that, is, is that our plan? How clearly can we see them from here? Like, could one make a reasonable conclusion about the attire of the... Well, let's 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 do this. Why don't you give me a perception check? Let the dice decide. Huh. I like this plan. Three. Yeah, I I I don't think you have any idea. I mean, you can see that they're wearing uh, pants and shoes and a shirt, 
and a cloak of some color. They appear to be wearing pants. <laughs> I sleight of hand their pants. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> I guess that's what mage hands for. Okay, so to review what we can see, there's a bunch of crossbowmen on the roof. There are a bunch of people standing around on deck. How many people are on deck? There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on deck. And then there is a patrol that's walking the dock on the outskirts that goes by about every five minutes. How many are in the patrol? There's three in the patrol. And there's guards at the front gate and a man standing on the, like, what, the gangplank? Is that what it's called? Yeah, well, the pier, like, the going, pier. Out, okay. going out to the ship, yeah. And he's leaning against one of the docking pylons. He looks very bored. Milo. You're the you're the talker, right? Go. You 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 want me to do it with like you and this this creepy guy behind me? <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing that. What? Then go by yourself. It's like asking to be kicked out. Well, then just go by yourself, and come back and tell us what you learned. Fine, fine. <laughs> so Milo like gets up and like he opens his mouth to say something, and he closes it and just marches down <laughs> down the street. Um... And, uh, and walks up towards where the guards are. They notice your approach, and they don't look terribly concerned. And so you get a little bit closer, and they suddenly stop talking, and they stare at you, and one of them says, Hey, where do you think you're going, kid? Well, I'm, uh, I'm hoping to be able to board this ship here. Ha 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 ha, no, 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 no. No? Why not? Why so? This isn't your ship. You go away. Stop playing. If you want to play, there's footy games, like, elsewhere. Just leave us alone. I I know it's not my ship. Do I look like an idiot? It's closed. It's closed. Right. Well, is it closed to the ship inspector? <laughs> uh, give me a, uh, do you have, um, deception? Yes, I do. Okay, give me a deception check. That is a natty 20. <laughs> Oh, good God. Well, shoot, we're going to have this wrapped up in, like, an hour, Tom. <laughs> does the ship have, like, a name written on the side? Yes, it does. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, uh, what's the name? The name of the ship is the... Oh, what was, the, what was her name? The name of the ship that is clearly written on the side <laughs> that you can all see very without good, trouble is... In very big uh, letters uh, is... In big letters at the front... <laughs> Uh, is, uh, is... You need to take a moment to translate the no, name I, of I've the got ship. It. I, I've got it. I remembered what it is. Okay. The name of the ship is the Barbara. The Barbara? The no, Barbara. the Barbara. The Barbara. The Barbara. So can we hear any of this conversation going on with the with Milo and the guards? Give me a perception. Jesus Lord. Uh, Nope. <laughs> Getting better. That's God, a four. There's that six again. Uh, fourteen. Four. No. Four. Fourteen. No, you can't hear any of it. God, you use <laughs> passive perception for literally every perception check. Well, uh, this, but this is definitely active perception. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're trying right. to listen. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so yeah. So, so I have the scholar pack, which means I have. 10 sheets of parchment. So Milo just pulls out one sheet of parchment. It's blank, but he says, Be- because according to this, um, the 
the the Barbara is due for inspection, and as the uh, duly appointed uh, lawful ship inspector for the uh, for the city of Roth, I uh, I I must be go uh, aboard that ship and make sure that it is seaworthy and keeps with code. Wow, I really wasn't expecting that. I didn't know um, we got inspected. That's 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 big news. Um, oh, uh, do you think? He turns to the other guards and says, uh, do you think, do you think we'll fail? Do you think we'll get in trouble? I, okay, um, I'll tell you what, we're going to let you through. And we never talked. Whatever you find, it wasn't our fault. And please, like, if, if you'll do me a favor, just don't look in the bilge. Just take my word for it. Don't look in the bilge. I'm not sure that these are the sorts of things you should be telling to a ship inspector. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm nervous. This is my first inspection. I could perhaps be persuaded to look the other way. Oh, um, Psst. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, how, give me, how much do you, how much do you have on you? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I've got like his seven gold pieces. Give it to me. And he takes seven gold pieces from Jerry, and he, um, I, I'm sorry, this is kind of all we have, but, like, I don't know, what do you think? Oh, well, it it looks like a bilge's worth of, of, um, of, uh, money, I would say, yes. He visibly relaxes. <sighs> oh, thank God. Okay, so, now, you can get by us, but between you and me, Jonathan over there, and he jerks his thumb back over his shoulder towards the Slender Man. He's kind of a dick. And the three of them actually literally walk away. Where do they go? They go, they're coming in your direction. So away. Okay, so away from the ship. Away from the ship. They're walking towards you, though. Well, we belong here, so I'm always going to stand around. Um, but th yeah. there is, there's literally nobody else around. Like, you don't belong oh, okay. there. So Milo looks back at where you guys are, and he stretches his arms out in this, like, bring it sort of motion, and then he bows, a theatrical bow. <laughs> and then he keeps walking. Are you two making any efforts to conceal yourselves? Silway is not. She has her standard cloak on, but she's just wearing it, you know, back. Side note, I should have tried to talk you guys in as well, but I did write under both personality trait and flaw, bit of a show-off. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm going to have to stick to the character. All so, right. Here we go. <laughs> Mike, are you making any effort to conceal yourself? Every effort. In addition to, you know, the cloak essentially covering everything but his eyes and the bridge of his nose, uh, he would definitely do his best to kind of slink back into shadows. Give me a stealth check. That's a 16. You step back into the elongating shadows, and they're walking down the, the road towards you, and suddenly they stop as they see Silway just standing there. And one of them says, Oi, you! Come here, missy. Uh, no, I, I'm not working yet. Not till later tonight. Wow, didn't expect it to go there. <laughs> Oi, I said come here! Ugh. She sighs and pushes off against the wall she's leaning against and, and walks towards them. What? What do you want? What are you doing here? 
I told you I work here. But not right now. I'm getting ready. I don't know, Cherry. She looks kind of young. Oi, shut your gob, you. I told you I'm not working yet. Oh, I don't think that's a good answer. And he steps closer towards you. She takes a step back and has, gets like a menacing look on her face. <laughs> oh, well, the think the cat looks like it's got claws. Nah, come out, missy. Hey, I warned you. <laughs> he starts laughing at you. Ah, oh, she takes another step back, giving him every opportunity. He takes another step forward. And she headbutts him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll to see if you hit. Oh, dear God. Uh, six. All right, you go to headbutt him. And you don't miss, but he's a little taller than you estimated. And you end up headbutting him right in the center of his chest. He looks down at you. And he goes to grab you. She fully made or try to get away. All right, well, he gets a strength check. Or a two hit? No, to grapple, it's a strength check. Oh, it's a grapple, okay. 16. Give me a dex check to try to evade. 17. He reaches out to grab you. His arms skim the top of your hair. And you're able to duck out from underneath him and sidestep. I step from the shadows and stab at him. <laughs> oh, no. Didn't take us long to kill guards. <laughs> No killing. <laughs> uh, that is a natural. Tw- oh, I'm sorry. I, I let me let me rephrase that. When I am stabbing, I am casting booming blade, it, which which is the same ro- which is the same roll, um, and it is a natural twenty. So um, that would be automatic <laughs> double damage. <laughs> God damn it! So <laughs> my head butts him. And- <laughs> 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 this black shadow just comes out. Okay, roll damage. Oh, baby, that was nice. Uh, That is 7 plus 7 plus 5 is uh, 19 total piercing damage. Dead guard. You decapitated the guard, didn't you? With a rapier? No, it is thunk. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Alright, so yes. So you step forward from the shadows and like Zorro, you go... And you cut him in his wrists and his neck. Eddie, he starts bleeding profusely. He gurgles, collapses to his knees, and then falls over. What are you doing? <laughs> you, you killed the guard. They're not supposed to be killing. Uh, roll for initiative on the other two. It's okay. It's an unnamed NPC. Those don't count <laughs> as much. <laughs> 21. Uh, 11. You didn't ever even say your name. Zevron? Is that? No? Yes? His name is Zephin. Oh, that's a demonic sound. Well, a diabolical sounding name. Yeah. Uh, so let's go with not that. Let's go with, uh, you know, Hunter instead. Something that's a little bit more, less obviously fiendish. Zephin, it is your attack. They are a, a little distant away, but um, you can get to them. Uh, real quick, uh, Milo, what do you do? I mean, I'm pretty far away, right? Yeah, they're probably 50 feet away from you. So so he turns around, gloats, and then he sees one of these guards just get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a great question. Like, what would Milo do? I think he just, like, stands there agape. <laughs> yeah, that's how I spend my turn. See... Now, if we let them go, they're gonna call for guard. They're gonna call for like the city watch. So we can't have that. So yeah, I'm gonna step up to the next one and uh, do the same thing. 
Oh, dear God. <laughs> With uh, Booming Blade, make a melee attack. That is a... Ooh, almost. That is a 24. <laughs> that definitely hits. Oh, the sweater has a loose thread. I will pull it out, <laughs> and then I won't have to worry about it anymore. And uh, nine piercing damage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, this no-killing thing lasted... Uh, <laughs> I'll have the first encounter. Sheila said not to kill Herman. I didn't hear anything about any of the other guards. Well, I did. Hunter didn't hear anything about any other guards. Although, to be fair, it probably could have been avoided had Silway bothered to hide. I really should have hidden, in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's kind of good at that. <laughs> it is the guards' turn. And they're going after you, Z, because you're closest. Splendid. And they're a little shaky. They're, they're looking, they're trying to look determined, but they are a little afraid of whatever the hell you are. First one swings very timidly and misses you, and the second one puts a little bit more behind it, but also misses. Silway will stare in shock at the slaughter happening, and I think she's just going to try to, like, talk to these guys, like it's a reaction, just, uh, okay, stop, there's no need to stop it, we don't need to kill anybody. Call it off! Call it off! Call it off! She looks at, at, uh, at Zev, Zethan? Zethan? Hunter is what she knows him by, but she just... knows my hunt. Yeah, okay. Stop! Stop! We don't need any more killing. Stop. I kind of feel like he could be persuaded, but I kind of. Hmm. Well, then let's let the dice decide. Yes, let's let the dice decide. Intimidation? No, persuasion. I don't persuasion. Think gonna, I don't think you're going to intimidate him. I'm better at, pers- at intimidating than persuading. Well, you could you could try to intimidate him if that's the route you want to go. Uh, yeah. I don't. I think I I didn't put much force in my voice just then, but I think that's kind of her intention is to, you know, stop, stop. Two of them are dead. (laughs) (laughs) But let me make an argument. (laughs) Intimidation check. Oh, dear God. Uh, I rolled a four. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) He stopped buying it. Plus four is eight. Here, read my Tumblr about this. (laughs) See, you're unmoved. By Silway's please. Okay, well then she's not going to, to get in the way of his whirling blades. Yeah, she's going to take the, I think it's the dodge action. Before we go back to the top of the order, Milo, are you still standing there, slack-jawed, gaping at the carnage? I think Milo is going to slowly turn on one foot and then start whistling as he walks down, <laughs> down the dock. <laughs> Just sort of nonchalantly walking away (laughs) I do not know these people (laughs) not as well as I thought I did I guess (laughs) this is nothing personal but we cannot have you alerting the city guard (laughs) do they say anything in response to that they're trembling they're holding their swords out in front of them and they're shaking I am playing an evil character I am playing an evil character I am playing an (laughs) evil character (laughs) He's, he's actually evil yeah yeah, he's uh, lawful evil. Oh my god! And I'm saying that I'm saying I'm saying that over and over because this is where this is where like I have to separate out of character from in character. And the character would be like, meh, would have no compunctions about this. I do because even though they're fictional people, like my stupid moral compass. Lawful evil, interesting. The paperwork on this will be hell. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's funny because it works in two ways. 
<laughs> I was proud of that. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm going to try and finish off uh, this guy I've already stabbed once. With Booming Blade again. Ooh, alas, that is a seven to hit. You swing your rapier and it narrowly misses them. And by sheer luck, they're able to collect it away with their trembling swords. Emboldened by your miss, are going to attack themselves. Oh, good. That saves me the trouble. They each turn on each other and attack the other one. <laughs> oh, never mind. I understand that. They swing wildly. Hunter flicks their swords aside with his buckler as though they're nothing. I think Silway's going to try to tackle one of these guys. She wants to end this fight without more deaths, and I think that's her way of doing it, is by just, like, trying to, like, pull one of them down to the ground and away from the melee. Give me a strength check for grapple. Uh, she's not strong at all. Ten. You dart forward, and you go to try to tackle one of the two guards, and you get him around the waist, but he shrugs you off. Give me a dexterity check. Oh, God. One. Plus, plus three. No, it's a critical <laughs> miss. You go to tackle him, and you try to wrap him up, but he shrugs you off, and as you're stumbling past, you trip over his boots, and you go stumbling forward, and you fall into the water. And Milo, you hear a very loud splash come from behind you. I stop walking, close my eyes, take a deep breath in, <laughs> form, hold it, pour my mouth into an O, exhale, and then I keep walking. Oh my god. <laughs> Just so you know, Milo, you are yes. getting close to the pier where the wizard is. He hasn't seen you yet because he still seems to be paying attention to his nails. But pretty soon you're going to be up on him. I think I'm going to stop just shy of the pier. But not on the pier itself. Not on the pier itself. Okay, are you going to kind of duck back into the shadows or are you going to stand there in the middle of the dock? No, I think I'm going to cast Mage Hand and um, get out my ink and paper and start trying to forge some ship inspector documents. <laughs> okay. So you're using Mage Hand just like a table? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not very dignified, but it's more dignified than doing it on the ground. So, <laughs> Coming around the corner of the dock is the patrol guards, and they're talking quietly amongst themselves. It'll be another round before they get there, but they're on their way. You may not care, but you noticed. I care. Uh, I forge faster. <laughs> okay, give me a... I would guess it's dexterity, right? To do it quickly, I think dex makes a lot of sense. Let's do a dex check, but let's do it at disadvantage. And to be clear, yeah, no, I don't think it's going to, like, this is, this is not going to be the most elegant forgery Milo has ever made. Uh, well, disadvantage, you said? At disadvantage, yeah. Because the first roll was a natural 20. Come on. Okay, that's a 14. You know, it's still not bad. Jeez. <laughs> Unfortunately, you seem to have rolled a competent character. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my competent character is rolling competently. That's a big part of it, too. We will uh, continue with the whole stabby-stabby thing. Booming Blade, as always. Mm -hmm. My die has betrayed me. That's only an 11 to hit. I think that still hits. Oh, okay. 
So the booming blade thing goes uh, find out what happens if that actually triggers, but uh, that is a 12, uh, 12 piercing damage. You lunge forward, and with your strike, you pierce him straight in the heart. You come out of your lunge, whip up your rapier. He clutches his heart, looks up at you, and then falls over dead. And now it's the other one's attack. He's looking really shaky right now. He is backing up slowly from you and weakly waving at the air in front of you, trying to keep you at bay. So, Silway. I think Silway surfaces from under the water and is coughing and sputtering and, like, flailing, trying to get back towards the dock. Like, she's she's a competent swimmer, but nobody looks elegant when falling into the water, so... Give me an athletics check. 21! Despite your sputtering, you manage to make it to the side of the dock. However, there's no ladder or anything to pull yourself up. And the seawall is very slick with green algae. Are there any ladders or stairs or anything like further down the, the dock or... Give me a perception check. Uh, 15. Not that you could see. Okay, so she's going to tread water, I guess. There's not much else she can do. Milo, the three guards are coming upon you. You have finished your forgery. They get close and the one in front stops and looks at you and she tilts her head, curious as to why you're there. Um, excuse me, why are you at, uh, why are you back here, Sonny? Ship inspection. Oh, what, what flag do you fly under? What ship inspection? I've never heard of such a thing. Do you have any paperwork? Well, you must not have very good hearing. I don't understand that. No, don't understand it at all. Yes, well, uh, I've got the the form right here. And he, like, shows it, like, real quick. <laughs> Give me a deception check. Oh, good, that's not a six. That's a nine. Fourteen. She quickly glances at it and, and says, Oh, wow, you... You are the ship inspector. And, I, I think, so, can I just say, like, what I'm envisioning in my mind, because he's had very little time to do this, <laughs> and it wasn't, like, it wasn't a stellar role, and so I'm just envisioning, like, all that he's had time to do is, like, ship inspector form, ship name, line, uh, like, ship <laughs> re- registration, line, problems, then, like, a whole bunch of lines underneath it. <laughs> And, and like, <laughs> it, it looks good because it doesn't look like he's just scribbled it in, in a very quick amount of time. But it, there is no fine print or anything. I think, like, there's been no time to, like, do an actual really good forgery. For you flashing it, they seem to have bought it. Um, do, you need, do you need us to escort you to the ship? Uh, y- yes, I, I am going to need, um... I am going to need to go on aboard uh, on board the ship. Um, we're not doing a, a bilge inspection today, uh, so um, that's probably good news. But um, but I am I am going to need to take a moment to um, to jot down a few notes, uh, just taking in the overall um, um, shape of the ship. Make thing yeah, make sure things are ship shape. You know, ship inspector stuff. One of the other guards next to her says, "Ah." Oh. Thank God, he's looking look at the bilge. What was that? I said, thank, thank God, he's looking look at the bilge. Oh, is there something I should know about in the bilge? Oh, um, 
I know, no, no, don't pay any attention to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just like to talk about things. Ha ha ha. Look, there's a seagull. Fine, 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 fine. Oh, well, fine. very well then. <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, I'm just going to take take some notes here uh, on, oh dear, are those Corinthian barnacles? <laughs> right down the, down by the waterline. Oh, well, well I, I had no idea that we, we were anywhere near Corinthia. There are, those, the... Well, prepared properly, Corinthian barnacles are a class A non-tradable substance, so um so uh that's that's gonna have to go down here in the problem list. The guard who has been talking falls to his knees and drops his sword and clasps <laughs> yeah, his hands in no, front of him. No. Oh please, don't don't send me to jail. I'm I don't I can't I can't last in jail. I'm very sensitive. I didn't know I didn't know Corinthian barnacles was 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 a, a class A um whatever it is you said. Well um we we uh we ship inspectors can be forgiving. Uh y- yes um uh, get up get up get up get up get up. Oh oh he he reaches forward and he takes your hand and he begins to kiss it. Oh, look look oh, look thank no, you. no 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 none of that none of that. Um look look if you um. Here's here's what you can do. Here's what you can do for me. Oh, I'll, I'll do I'll do anything. Just just let me know. What what do you need? Uh, so so we understand that commerce has to happen in in a city like Roth, and um and it's very important to keep the flow of money moving through the city. And and one of the reasons it's so important is because uh, here in Roth we have a a very exciting and very vital art scene and so if you could become more of a patron of the arts while you're in town um i'm sure that would go a long way towards um towards towards a general uh feel-good attitude that the population has <laughs> towards towards uh towards sailors towards these strangers who come into port so um i would just just keep that in mind. <laughs> I, I i'll do that i don't understand half of what you said but it sure sounded pretty Yes, um, and there there will be one more thing. I have uh, I have two assistants, uh, assistant inspectors. One one very very big, um, tall, uh, sort of cloaky bloke, and um, and this other and this other woman. If you if you see them, uh, could you bring them here? Uh, I guess I I I, I can do that. Um, are they um, where where are they? He looks around the dock and doesn't see anybody. Oh, I I don't know. Um, I I think they were delayed. Um, doing doing some physical activity or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, just just keep an eye out and um and uh bring bring them here if you see them. I definitely will. I think I'll go ask Jerry. He's at the front gate. I think he would know where they are. Oh, uh, great. Uh, you you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our good good friend Jerry. Oh yeah, he's my best mate. Oh, okay, great. Well, um, uh, yeah, you go look for Jerry. <laughs> Tugs on his collar. <laughs> okay, cloaky bloke is my new favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's oh. my best friend. <laughs> oh no. You just set up our way, didn't you? <laughs> like they're over there. Just go check them out. Uh, he he did. Yeah, oh, and I, I'm pretty sure Jerry is laying there in a pool of his own blood. 
probably also someone else's blood. Oh, God. Am I still able to see them from where I am? No, they're around the corner. Yeah, okay. So I'm like, yeah, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> cool. You saw a slaughter. They're on their way, I guess. Go, go find a new best friend. <laughs> He's not your best friend anymore. Okay, Zephan, there's one guard who is slowly backing uh, away from you. As they say, in for a copper, in for a gold. And I will lunge at this guy as he retreats uh, with a 17 to hit. Uh, that will hit. And uh, 11 piercing damage. He buckles a little bit where you stabbed him, like right in the gut. At that point, he is done and he drops his sword and he turns around and he runs. And he takes seven thunder damage. Is there an accompanying uh, yeah. boom? Uh, booming, <laughs> oh, no. booming blade is... Oh, God, if it the, booms. If the, target, if the target moves before my next turn, it takes 1d8 thunder damage immediately. He takes seven damage? Yep. Silway, you should have come with me. <laughs> I really should have. He turned... I, I have a backup plan for when this goes south. <laughs> Wait, when? Um... <laughs> Ship inspectors need to inspect the underwater portion of ships too, right? <laughs> I was just scouting your barnacles on the underside under the water. And, uh... <laughs> oh god, so he turns around to run, he gets one step, and there's this loud crack of thunder, and the force of which hits him in the back, and he stumbles forward, and manages to keep his footing, but he is now staggering away from you. Milo, meanwhile over on the docks, you hear a loud crack of thunder, as do you, Silway. I, I also have to say, if he's leaving, if he's walking away from me, or if he's running away from me, doesn't that provoke an attack of opportunity? Probably. They would still, they would, they would still hear the crack of thunder. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying. But like, is he not dead enough yet, Mike? Well, if he's still moving, then no. He is still moving. Oh, then uh, 23 to hit, and oh, that's a. That's a full 13 piercing damage. Just funk. <laughs> he gets hit with a thunderbolt, and then he starts slowly staggering. And you calmly walk up behind him. And you say something cool, like... Oh, that was a cue. Um, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> okay, so you walk up behind him. It's not a, it's not a, ple it's, you know, it's not a pleasure thing. Um, you know, he's not killing because, uh, he's, he's, it's for him, it's, it's very impersonal and businesslike. So he would simply, uh, step up behind this guy and just real quick pierce him and let him drop. Okay. So that is what he does. Silway, you are there treading water. Okay. So she can't see above the dock. She doesn't know what's going on. She hears a big boom. I think she starts swimming towards the, the pier and the ship. Give me an athletics check. Actually, before I do that, as soon as her head pops underwater, in this moment of fear and desperation that she has, her magic is going to manifest again, and she casts the Alter Self spell on herself, using subtle meta magic again, so there's no verbal somatic components. And she's got the aquatic adaptation, so she gets gills, and I think some webbing in between her toes and her fingers. This was the backup plan? Uh, was this the backup plan? Sure, why not? I, I, I don't know. To me, it would have seemed like a better first option, but, you know, hey, what do I know? 
that was one of the th things in my head was, okay, we can just uh, just swim to the ship and climb on board, but that didn't quite happen. We didn't even get to the to the pier. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, one of you did. That's that's true. Milo's on a solo mission right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, so you're gonna swim to the ship. I'm gonna walk to the ship. Our tiefling friend is gonna fly to the ship. <laughs> by land, by sea, by air. <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, now the first one to reach the box wins. It's <laughs> okay, so yes, aquatic adaptation has happened. And just because I'm kind of hoping it triggers wild magic, I'm going to roll a d20. Nope, no wild magic. You start swimming, and surprisingly you can see very well in this water, despite the lack of light. Your vision is very clear. You're cruising along, and you get to the end of the pier... And you can see coming towards you on top of the water and cutting through the water is a shaft of light. Coming my direction? Coming in your direction. Is it avoidable? Is it like a narrow enough light that I can like scoot to the side and avoid it? It's pretty wide, but as long as you don't enter into the... Like you're still at the edge of where the dock is and like where it opens up to where the ship is. So as long as you stay there, you're probably okay. Yeah, I think she's smart enough to avoid... The, the giant shaft of spotlight. You're going to wait there, back to Milo. Do you hear the loud crack of thunder? Sounds like rain's coming. Oh, yeah. You know, I think you're right. And you see the guard who you've been talking to pulls his hood up. Well, you know, okay, um, Mr. Inspector, we're going to go, um, we're going to go talk to Jerry. So, you know, if you need anything, just come get us. All right, um, I... Great. Well, uh, if you find Jerry, give him my best. Uh, oh, I will. He, he, he likes inspectors. Yeah, great. Um, when, when I'm done here, can I just uh, go up and, and go on board the ship? Oh, yeah, just go up there. That, that guy, that, his name's Jonathan. Tell him Norman sent you. If he gives you a hard time, just literally show him your paper. It should be all right. Will do, Norman. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Have a lovely evening. The three of them turn and walk past you down towards the gate. I want to cast Detect Magic. Closes his eyes and then opens them and, like, activates his Detect Magic ability. Standing there and you see the light orb coming close to you. And as it gets within range, it lights up and begins glowing. Do I know what school of magic it is? Yes, you do. I'm sorry to do this. I always hated having to look this up. <laughs> Gotta be divination, right? Uh, it is an alteration from the alteration school. Is alteration a school? It was in first edition. Transmutation, maybe? So I did say it was ancient magic, so it very well could be alteration, and it's just not around anymore. Fair point. You did say that. Ancient first edition magic. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> The universe has rebooted four times in between then and now. <laughs> I think Milo is just going to wait uh, for a little bit and see if his companions show up or see if there's any more shouting or anything that happens. And then he's going to go down the pier towards the ship. You do notice that Jonathan has stopped filing his nails and he's looking at you curiously. He hasn't made any move, hasn't said anything, but... While Milo's waiting, he's making a show of, like, holding his thumb up to the mast and, <laughs> like... Pretending to write on a clipboard. To, like, yeah, to, like, get an estimate of how long it is and, like, jotting stuff down. 
Milo doesn't know what ship inspecting <laughs> involves. <laughs> <laughs> He's making this up as much as I am. Stefan, it is your turn. I need to dump these bodies in the water, is what I need to do. Give me a strength check. Yeah, I knew this is where that was going. You, you know that bodies float, right? Well, they're, I, they, have, they, they are wearing clothes, <laughs> which, clothes. Weigh, which will tend to get wet and weigh them down. No. <laughs> Armor, maybe, if it was heavy. If it was plate mail, maybe. Yeah, they're not, they're not wearing... I mean, but still, you may be able to get them out of sight, at least for the moment. All right, fine. Let's, let's play this out. I'll do an int check to see where the, where the best place to hide these corpses is. Make sure to hide the pools of blood, too. <laughs> That's a natural 20. Oh, jeez. Dear God. I'm very good at what I do. What is this game? <laughs> they call me the cleaner. I'm going to roll the mayor up in a rug. <laughs> <laughs> this is... This is... This is the opposite of that. Because <laughs> we're somehow dealing with the fallout competently. <laughs> you believe that the best way to temporarily get rid of the bodies is to drag them back a little bit and to dump them in the canal but further away from where the dock is. And you even think that you could probably manage to swing them so they actually go underneath the dock itself. Highly unlikely I'll pull it off, but let's try to do that thing. It's going to be a strength check, you say. That is going to be a strength check. Uh, okay, 15. 15. It's not bad. Not bad. You pull the first one over, and you are able to maneuver it in some way that you dump it into the water silently so that it doesn't make a splash. And it floats there a little bit and gets wrapped around one of the pylons. So two more strength checks. That is, ooh, that is a 10. The second one you drag over it's a little bit more of an effort because you're a little bit tired at this point and you try to swing it over much like the first one but it slips midway and goes tumbling into the water and splashes can't be helped geez we're just working our way down that's a nine third one is very heavy this is the heaviest of the three it is the farthest away from where you need to go you are in the process of dragging it when three guards turn the corner and they see you dragging the corpse of Jerry over towards the water's edge. Roll for initiative. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's about, seems about right. That's what I get for taking burning hands off my list. <laughs> that's what this fight needs. Fire. Fire. Look at it this way. That six fewer guys that you have to deal with. Uh, that's a 19 for my initiative, please. Okay. Six fewer guys you have to deal with after we've dealt with them. <laughs> like, we were I done didn't with them. send them to me. You sent them to me. Like, hey, why don't you go over there and get stabbed? Like, okay. We didn't specify. <laughs> Milo's never working with this monster again as you turn the corner you hear norman shout out jerry no and so when you hear that too wow underwater yeah he, he's well oh, that's right you're underwater no you don't hear that you hear a lot you hear okay. a muffled 
Do I hear it? Give me a perception check. That's a natural 20! What the <laughs> heck? Uh, yes, you hear it. You definitely hear it. In all of its excruciating, <laughs> agonized... Oh, You perceive the torment underneath his voice. Oh, I feel for him. It's like, oh no, Norman. <laughs> Get out of there, Norman. Get out. <laughs> Seriously, here I was thinking, oh, you know what? There's not enough in this adventure. It's just going to be over in like, you know, an hour and uh, goes to show you. Never underestimate a party's ability to complicate very simple things and to simplify very complicated things. See, I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem lately, which is, and my strategy is basically let them come to me and then die upon my sword. And and so I'm just kind of extrapolating that here. Well, I will say the one fortunate thing is you are doing all of this fighting, sort of like you're doing a, a line of sight thing where you're pulling them back around the corner so you don't draw aggro from everything else. Yes, this All was part of my plan. are coming down on you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're, so yeah, your you're attack, whatever you want to do. Would you believe that that sudden clap of thunder gave him a heart attack? Deception check. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, try. <laughs> I rolled a 19. <laughs> okay, uh, Norman pulls up short and stops. And apparently doesn't notice the three pools of blood on the <laughs> cobblestones. It gave him a heart attack and then he fell on his own blade. <laughs> his heart stopped and then exploded, which is why there's blood covering him. Oh no, Jerry, I, I, t I, told, him, I told him not to eat, eat, eat so all that bacon. <laughs> and he starts walking closer towards you. The other two are standing back, looking at Norman, completely mystified. That he bought it? Well, yeah, that he has, like, stopped and he put his sword down and he's just walking towards you. Not even looking at you, just looking at his fallen friend. He gets close to you, and he kneels down, and he takes Jerry from you and cradles him in his arms. Oh, Jerry... I never told you, Jerry. I've always loved you, Jerry. And then he bursts into tears and his head falls onto Jerry's chest and he sobs uncontrollably. I think he needs a moment. <laughs> the other guards are not advancing. They're just standing there. I will look at them and... <laughs> Just kind of shrug your shoulders. <laughs> it's not my usual means of doing things, but we'll run with it. This is a, this is a very awkward position to be in. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I got I got to stop and think because I don't usually play this type of character. So this is like this is um, okay. So he's lawful. So he's really not like gonna deceive. Like lying is not really his bag. So I'm trying to he just did. Well, I mean, I always looked at lawful and chaotic as in how you view um, authority. So if you're lawful evil, you favor a strong hierarchy and strong sort of authoritarian rule. Whereas, so you favor rules. Whereas if you're chaotic, it's like you know, fuck everything, burn the world. And 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 yeah, and and attacking an unarmed foe is definitely not a lawful act. It's an evil act, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, but there's there's like. You have to take both into account. 
Like, if this dude picks up his sword, I got no problem shish kebabbing him. But if he's, like, clearly occupied with something... You are standing there awkwardly, watching this man sob uncontrollably as he holds the corpse of the love of his life. And the other two guards walk over. And as they're doing so, they drop their swords. And they kneel down. And they put their arms around Norman. And all three of them cry over the corpse of Jerry. <laughs> Aww. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will leave you to mourn and <laughs> he will awkwardly sidestep around them and continue on down the docks <laughs> oh man okay. I don't know if I can think much more of this well I mean there's only like nine more people between you and your goals so. yeah. <laughs> hey you want to send any of them to me cause <laughs> Milo's just Milo's waiting for you to show up. Anyone to show up. So way, you start your swimming again and you move another thirty feet and you're just about at the ship. So next round you will reach the ship. What she's going to do is now that she's realized that she's breathing underwater and is kind of freaking out by this, she's just gonna keep swimming like all the way around to the the back of the ship. She can see above the water, right? So she can see that where the wizard is and the or where Milo is? Yes, you can see the wizard standing there. You can see Milo standing there, sort of tapping his foot, looking down at his watch, if he had one. All right, then, still underwater and near the back of the ship, she's going to cast the message cantrip. And you tell, I need a DM's ruling on this. So I can do it without verbal and somatic components, but it's a message, so it's sound. So can I cast message underwater and have Milo hear it? Can it be a psychic message or? Well, that, that, the description says they hear it in their mind. Yeah, then you can. Then it's not a verbal. It's like okay. a psychic message. Then she's gonna cast the message cantrip underwater, and Milo will hear her voice in his head saying, "We need a distraction." Oh man, if only I had message back. <laughs> no, you, you're allowed to respond. Oh, I am re- allowed to that, respond. Yeah, part of the cantrip is. You, know, you hear, and then you have the chance to respond in kind, and then that's the end of the cantrip. What, what kind of distraction? Get the ki- get the captain out of his quarters. What? Why? What are you guys doing? I'm running out of sorcery points to cast subtle meta magic. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think I might be actually out of sorcery points. Hold on, I've done f- four. We didn't have a long rest between Sheila and here, did we? Oh, you know what? I have three sorcery points. One was alter self, one was detect magic, and one was message. So, so you've burned them all talking to Milo. All you hear in response is. I guess I could pop my head above water and actually speak normally. <laughs> Milo says, "Shit." <laughs> He's going to look around one more time. Stefan, what are you doing? I will continue on towards uh, Milo then. You continue walking towards Milo. And as you get to the pier, all of a sudden, Jonathan pushes off the pylon and looks past you, Milo, at something behind you. 
and says, Oh, God, what is that? Uh, is he covered in bloodstains? <laughs> uh, that is a good question. Um, I would imagine he would have to be, yes. But he's wearing a dark cloak? He is cloak? wearing a dark cloak, so it's maybe not apparent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk towards him, saying, Where, where have you been? I've been waiting for you. For, I, literally, a multitude of six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you have my apologies for my delay. Look, we're all, I'm all ready to go on and inspect the ship. If you want to learn how to inspect the ship, you need to be here on time. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I think M Milo rolls up the the piece of parchment that he's, his forgery. Am, am I next to the tiefling now? Yeah. And I want to just start, like, softly whacking him with the rolled up piece of parchment. <laughs> like, in the knees, basically? Yeah, like three feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, under my breath, like, why did you kill those people, you idiot? What are you doing? <laughs> He, he whispers, and I can't do this in a whisper and have it be picked up with the microphone, but he will whisper, we can discuss this later. All of a sudden, you hear a voice from behind you. Um, what do you mean, kill those people? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to point out, I just want this on record. The first combat started because Silway was attacked. The second <laughs> combat was thankfully avoided after Milo sent them to find me. And now this third one, again, not my fault. <laughs> so, so detect magic lasts for oh. 10 minutes. Do you think that's still... It's concentration, though, so I probably would have dropped it. As long as you don't cast another concentration spell, you can keep it going. That's the way it works. And also... You notice, or you detect, something in the water that's glowing underneath the water. Let's not worry about that now, one thing at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and and he definitely said it in a low voice to me, right? The tiefling. What's your name, Mike? God darn it. He's going by Hunter. He said it in a low voice, but I rolled really well on the Jonathan's perception ah, check. Ah, so it's not magical. Okay, It's cool. not magical. He overheard you, because it wasn't low enough. So just just between the two of them, Milo shakes his finger at him one more time, at Hunter one more time, and then, like, composes himself, settles his cloak on his shoulders, and then turns around and starts walking back towards the pier. We'll pause there for a second. Silway, what are you doing? So at this point, I think Silway's realized that her odd message cantrip ability is is uh, failing her. And I realized after the fact that I actually can generate more sorcery points by sacrificing spell slots, but I'm going to chalk that up to her not being aware of how metamagic works because it's brand new to her. So I think she finally pops her head above water near the back of the ship, being conscious of where that floating orb is, and... Seeing the altercation on the dock, we'll do the message cantrip again to, to Hunter and say, We need a distraction. Get the captain out of his quarters somehow. Uh, a little busy, but I'll try. <laughs> and are we still measuring things in rounds, or can I describe what she does after sending the, the message? Let him respond, and then we can... Oh, yeah, yeah. What sort of distraction would you like? Empty the ship. Do not get shot by crossbows. Empty the ship, but don't get shot. You'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, I have. I just, nobody's going to like it. 
God. Do, do you know what will make people flee a ship? A, a flying tiefling? Well, I was going to see if the ship is on fire. Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I've tons nowhere around. I had a distraction already planned, but I don't know. We'll see if this triggers first, I guess. <laughs> What's Jonathan doing with the fact that Milo mentioned killing people? He's waiting, and Milo is walking back towards him. And that's when I just jumped over to Silway. So this is kind of happening, happening parallel. I want to see how this goes, because this could also serve as a distraction. If this goes completely <laughs> tits up. Well, then I, I will just describe what Silway is intending to do so that it can happen in parallel in the background. She's going to wait for the orb to pass again. And when it does, duck back under the water, under the ship itself, so that she's away from the, the spotlight. And then she'll resurface and change her uh, um, alter self into the natural weapons and have claws and try to start climbing the back of the ship. Uh, how many sorcerer points do you have? How many points do you have? Yeah, alter self lasts for an hour, and I can change it at will during that hour. Okay. Okay. That's a cool spell. So Milo is walking back towards Jonathan, and he's standing. He, his arms are out. His hands are out as if he's ready to cast something. Hello! I don't believe we have met yet. Uh, no. What, what did he mean? Why did he talk about killing people? Well, that... That takes a bit of explaining. Now, <laughs> I should hope so. You, you see, um, I'm uh, my name is uh, Miss Mr. Turner, uh, the the ship inspector, and this is my assistant, uh, Mr. Hooch here, and we <laughs> <laughs> and we we work together. It's some pretty pretty late hours, um, keeping keeping the harbor's uh, ship shape around Roth, but um. But we're very good friends, you see, and um, and so we also do uh, some light entertainment on the side, and um, and I I fancy myself a bit of a of a magical uh, entertainer, an illusionist, if you will, and uh, Mr. Hooch here is a uh, is a comedian. <laughs> he was joking about the murder. He I, and um, and so so when I said uh, that that he he um, he killed people, I I was simply referring to uh, how how funny his jokes are. Okay, I'm gonna need a persuasion check on this one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and also probably some jokes. <laughs> Maybe if it works. That's an eighteen. His hands drop to his sides. And he looks over you back towards Zephan. Oh, I I like comedy. Um, what? <laughs> I'd love to hear your jokes. <laughs> Which is the bait of every comedian. Oh, you're a comedian? Tell me a joke. What? What? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now I know what I want to know so badly. Because I don't know. I want to know so badly what a lawful evil <laughs> creature does. <laughs> I just want to hear a tiefling comedian with that voice tell a joke. <laughs> I think he sounds like Stephen Wright. I was, I was thinking this is going to be just—it's going to be just a deadpan delivery like Stephen Wright or Mitch Hedberg. That's—that's that's what it's going to be. And I don't—and and I and you know so there's there's is the material that pops into my head first, and the last thing I'm going to do is steal a joke. Is well, yeah, exactly. Uh, go 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 on, Mister Hooch. Tell him tell him a joke. I have to stop. I have to. I have to. I have to think because I'm not a comedian. Uh, Why did the chicken cross the road? I could also see it being in character, like 
tell something that is not funny, but that a lawful evil creature would find hilarious. Horned tieflings are like this. Winged tieflings are like that. <laughs> what do you call an imp? Useless. <laughs> a deva, a devil, and a demon walk into a bar. The demon sets it on fire. The deva wags her finger at him. The devil pays for his drink and leaves. Okay, give me your give me a persu- uh, persuasion check. Oh God, performance, per- performance, performance, uh, performance. Yes, my bad. Performance. Uh, Nineteen. <laughs> Jonathan thinks it is the most is the funniest joke he's ever heard. He bursts out in hysterical laughter and is doubled over laughing, slapping his knee. Oh, oh my God! Oh, and that he pays for his drink. Oh, that's classic. Oh, I can see why you killed him. Oh my God! Oh, oh, just give me a minute. Oh my God! Oh, that was so good. Where, where are you guys playing? I'll come see your show. How are you rolling nineteens to escape all these scenarios, and I'm like falling off the dock into the water? <laughs> Level that's three. The magic. <laughs> <laughs> Level three characters for the win. It's the magic of D and D. Lawful evil, baby. What can I say? <laughs> oh, oh, just, uh, just, um, you know, any, any, um, any of the, the show houses in town. Uh, but I'm afraid we have to uh, get on with the inspection. Uh huh. Oh, gosh. oh my God. Yes, he pays for his drink. Oh, yeah. Go on. Go on. Go. Go. Go on. He waves you past. Yes, yes, yes. Don't don't forget to tip your waiters. Okay, bye. <laughs> tip your waiters. That's classic. Uh, wasn't meant as okay. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> so Milo goes on board the ship. Go on board the ship, and there's a number of guards just standing there, and they look at you bemused, but they don't try to stop you in any way. It seems that if. Jonathan lets you by. They don't have an issue. I want to turn to the nearest one and says, "Excuse me, where, where is, where is the captain's office? Quarters? Quarters? That's what they call it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a ship. Yes. <laughs> I um, I'm, a, I'm the ship inspector. He points towards the rear of the ship, which is also called the stern, and you see an ornately carved wood door." between two sets of stairs that lead up to the top of the ship. Uh, thank you, good man. So, so he, um, his, um, his quarters are in the rear of the ship? Excellent. Okay, well, um, we'll, yeah, the, we'll, the, we'll the, just go the over there. Yeah, it's, it's, over, it's literally right there. Yes, I mean, yes, 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 yes. literally yes, yes, standing yes, yes. in front of it. I don't know what you can't get from that. It's just right there. Yes, 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 yes. I, I, I am a busy man. Go away. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, I'm going to walk over to the captain's door. Seth, are you following? Uh, yeah. Okay, as you step on board, they look at you and take a step back, clearly intimidated by your presence. So, what are you doing? On the back, on the rear of the ship, the stern of the ship, are there any uh, windows or portholes into the captain's office? Quarters? Quarters? Uh, there are, but it's quite a distance up. It's probably at least... 30 feet or 40 feet above the waterline. She's climbing it with the assistance of her natural claws that she's now got. Give me a athletics check. You can do it at advantage. Yee. Oh, thank God. A 3 and an 18. 
so 21. You climb up the side of the ship, and you get yourself up to the level of the windows, and you peer in the windows, just as Milo and Zeph are walking through the door. So it's nestled between the stairs leading up to the top deck is an ornately carved door. A small brass plaque next to the door reads, Quack Herman Heelman, Ent. You open the door and enter an opulent cabin. Thick carpeting covers the floor and tapestries hang from the walls. A rich mahogany bed dominates the port wall, while on the aft, books fill overstuffed shelves. In the center of the room is a desk carved from the same dark mahogany, next to which is what looks like an examination table. Peering at you over the top of the desk, you see a pair of bushy eyebrows which threaten to overwhelm the bespeckled eyes beneath them. Upon sighting you, whoever it is, ducks down out of sight. Now, Silway, you see this same thing, but from reverse, and you see a small, overweight man with curly hair that is, he's really just clinging to the scraps of, and he is cowering behind the desk. Is the window large enough to crawl inside? It, it does not open. It does not open. Okay, so I can watch. You can watch. Can we see Silway? I need a perception check from both of you. Nope. Oh man, that's a 15. Milo, once the man ducks down out of view, you see, staring at you from outside the window, a bedraggled-looking woman with long blonde hair clinging to the side of her soaked face, and three eyes stare back at you, a third eye in the center of her forehead. God damn it. Whoa. Oh my god. Whoa. Do I get advantage on perception checks? Uh, yes, you do, which is why you saw so well underwater. Fantastic. All right. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> These one-offs. There's things happening that I'm so intrigued by. I want to know so much more. I swear if she ends up with a bathtub full of meat, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, Milo doesn't care. It's, like, the least weird thing that's happened today. So, uh, is, is there anything else magical in this room? I forgot you still had that going on. The three-eyed woman is glowing. In front of the three-eyed woman, on a shelf that runs the length of the rear of the cabin, is a small, what looks like a rosewood box, which is glowing. What kind of magic? It is an evocation magic school. And the box itself is glowing. It's an object within the box that's glowing. Great. I like that. That makes me happy. Is Hunter... Hunter, have you come inside? I'm going to walk inside the cabin. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. And then I want to close the doors. Captain? Hello, Captain? What? What do you want? I didn't... I didn't... I'm closed. Go away. Uh, well, um... The uh, a cabin is never closed to a ship inspector. Uh, ship inspector? What are you talking about? What, why are you hiding? The, the, why am I hiding? Look behind you. You've got a wall following you. Uh, I look behind me. I look behind me. <laughs> There's a wall. Ah! <laughs> ah! 
this is this is my um this is my associate uh captain we were hoping um that that uh you could uh Give us a tour of the ship, perhaps? Why would I do that? Why would I go on a tour of the ship? No, go away. Uh, really, sir, it's, it's, um, I have a form here and everything. Uh, it's all... Form? What form? Put it on the desk. I'll read it tomorrow. Is he still hiding behind the desk? <laughs> yes, he is. I want to look at Hunter and, like, give him a quizzical expression. <laughs> uh, I think... Milo was expecting a lot of things, but he was not expecting this. Real quick question: Are the there's there's windows in the captain's quarters? They're not big enough to crawl through, or they don't open. Is it big enough to fit a box through? If you broke the glass, they're like leaded glass windows. Then Silway is going to use the message cantrip again and whisper to Milo: Either get him out of the room or toss that box overboard. I'm working on it. <laughs> Uh, wait, do I have to say that in my head, or do I say that aloud? It says it just says you can reply in the in the spell description, but I think that means you know you whisper. Uh, then Milo will just say, "Yes." So, Captain, uh, I'm afraid we're we're very busy people, and uh, we are going to need to uh, to see the ship. You wouldn't you wouldn't want to have your ship impounded, would you? No, what? What are you talking about? You need to see the ship? Go see the ship. Just leave me alone. I'm not a captain. I'm a goddamn doctor. So why why are you here in the captain's quarters? Well, this is my home. I live here. You just, you live on, this ship doesn't sail anywhere? No. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I just moved here. Let me get this straight. And... <laughs> and I think Milo's going to start pacing around the outside of the room in in a trajectory that will take him past the box. Well, he'd have to get behind the desk. Yeah, okay. I'm cool with that. So, this ship just sits here. Doesn't actually um doesn't actually leave and get goods and come back and uh and it just just kind of sits here and and you just sit here on the ship. And you actually don't command any of the people on the deck? This is most irregular, sir. Well, I mean, no. They're, they're my people. They they stay. They they work for me. I'm an, I'm an ENT. Do you, need, do you have a hard of hearing? It sounds like you have hard of hearing. Why don't you come up, get on the table, I'll check you out, and then you can go on your way and just leave me alone. Uh, am I around by the desk? Yeah, you're like to the side of the desk so you can see him leaning against the desk, looking back over it. And talking. He hasn't seen you standing next to him. Oh, oh, so he doesn't see me. No, he hadn't, because he, you were, I mean, you're three feet tall to begin with, and he didn't, he still doesn't, but if you cross to get the box, he will, because his back is to you. So I want to step in front of the box and sort of lean back on the windowsill. As you cross to the box, he jumps, startled at your sudden appearance. Oh, oh, wait, what are you doing? Why, why, leave me alone. Just go away. I'm tired of you. What do you want? You want a donation? You want a donation for your, your footy game? I'm all out. Look, uh, Captain, or, um, or Doctor, doctor. or, what, or whatever Herman. you want to call yourself, uh, you do own this ship, and, Call uh, myself. I earned that title, goddammit. Doctor? Well, yes. Very well, um, if... If that is what you insist upon, um, but but the issue is that that we must 
inspect your ship entirely, including including the bilge. Well, why would you want the bilge? What is the bilge? Uh, it is it is the part of the ship at the very bottom. Well, go ahead. Who's stopping I think. you? I'm not stopping you. <laughs> Two people who don't really know ships talking to each other <laughs> about ships. Go do what you need to do. Just leave me alone. If you need me to sign a form, come back up. I'll sign it. I don't care. I want to try grabbing the box surreptitiously. Give me a sleight of hand. I mean, it's a rather large box, especially for you, so it's going to be hard. Oh, how big is it? Maybe a foot long. Oh, oh, I was envisioning it smaller. Oh, shoot. No, okay. no, it's like <laughs> like maybe a foot long and maybe six inches wide. Outside the, the cabin, Silway is whispering, good luck, giving you a guidance cantrip. Oh, man. <laughs> We're doing this. Oh my gosh, that is... I'm not rolling with Rotan's dice, that must be the issue. That's a 22. I gesture to Hunter, and I, I look at the captain, and I say, Well, if you really want us gone, that's the man you should be talking to. We have a job to do, and we must complete it. <laughs> that would make me look. <laughs> he leans up and looks over the desk at you. What? Is this supposed to intimidate me? Go. Go with your scary voice and your cloak. You're probably like a scrawny little teenager under there. Oh. While he's insulting Hunter, you are able to go up on your tippy toes and swipe the box. Cool. And then I want to cast Minor Illusion to leave a box-looking thing there. He looks back at you and he says, So, what are we doing here? Are you going to leave? Go look at the ship. I don't care. Just go. Get out of here. Oh, very well. Very well, Doctor. Um, I can see you're going to be of, of no more assistance. Um, we shall look quickly around the ship and be out of your, out of your, um, out of your business very soon. We will have a word with the Dock Master about this conversation. <laughs> Fine, whatever. I don't care. The Dock Master is my cousin. Go. Get out of here. Everyone's a cousin of somebody else in this world. <laughs> and while you're out there, tell Jerry I need to talk to him. I don't like these disturbances. Uh, I, I, I will tell Jerry um, if I can find him. Cool. Fine. All right. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> and I leave. <laughs> I open the doors and I leave quickly. I want to walk up to the back of the ship, like up where the steersman usually stands. And I want to lean over and see if I can see Silway there. If you walk up there, there are a few guards standing there, leaning against the railing, talking with one another, not really guarding or paying attention. And they look at you and give you a curious once-over and then just go back to their conversation. When I think they're not looking at me, I want to look over the edge and see if I can see Silway. Give me a dexterity check. Uh, jeez. That's another 19 plus 3. You hoist yourself up on the railing, and you peer out, and you see oh, right, Silway... I keep on trying to do these things that are hard for short people to do. You see Silway still clinging to the side of the ship, or the rear of the ship, the stern of the ship. I want to hold out the box, and then, like, whisper, Can you catch it? Hand it here. 
She reaches up to grab to to grab it. Oh, I don't know that I have the arm length for this. Yeah, you're you're gonna have to climb up to. Alright, she's climbing. Alright, well, give me alright athletics at advantage. Mm, Seventeen. You get up the side of the ship. You hand it off, so Silway, you now have it, but you are have to hold it with one of your arms. So you're now hanging there by one set of claws. She will try to descend with one claw or one hand. And if that doesn't work, she will just fall down into the water. I want a dexterity check at disadvantage. Nine. You start working your way down the ship, and it's kind of slow going. And you get halfway down, and you try to find purchase with your claws, and you miss, and you tumble backwards, and all of a sudden there's a loud splash in the stern of the ship. And suddenly, Milo, all the guards turn around and they look at you. Oh my gosh! A a man, he just fell overboard! (laughs) That that was was the wrong thing to say. (laughs) Give me a persuasion check. (laughs) Oh, that's more like it. That's a two. Plus five. Seven. They're not buying it. Zephyrin, what are you doing during all of this? Kind of just watching the sudden turn of events and beneath my cloak, placing my hand on the hilt of my rapier. One of the guards walks over to you. Hey, what'd you throw over there? Who, me? Yeah, you. Who else would have thrown something over there? I think you threw something over there. Well, I think you threw something over there. Well, that's not any fair. I didn't throw anything over there. Well, how am I supposed to believe that? How about I throw you over there? Well, I'd like to see you try. Okay, well, we'll do that. He walks over to you, and he's going to do a strength check. Okay. He grabs you, and he hoists you up. Are you going to try to resist at all? No, I'm not. (laughs) This is a great way to get out of here. He pitches you over the side. (laughs) I give a little wave to to Hunter as I go. (laughs) Because of the height, you take five points of damage as you land hard on the water. Hunter, what are you going to do? I step forward and up to the deck behind them. They're all at the guardrail. They're pointing over and laughing and going, Hey, that was a good throw. I will loom behind them. I dare you to try that with me. They turn around, and two of them are so startled by your presence that they go to back up, they hit the rail, and they both fall over backwards into the water below. Oh no! God darn it. (laughs) The other two are just staring at you. Their jaws are just dropped. Were you unaware that that was the ship inspector. Well, ship inspector, what are you talking about? (laughs) That you have now assaulted an officer of this fine city? I think you're pulling my leg. I ain't never heard about no ship inspector. Come on. Give me a persuasion check. Actually, give me an intimidation check. Yeah, I was going to say, I have ranks in that. Not enough, because that's a six. Yes, Inspector, get a load of this guy. Is that is that you, Cherry? Is that you beneath that cloak? You wish to see what is beneath this cloak? 
Sure. Let's see. <laughs> oh, oh, good. I mean, we're we're close to the end of the session, right? <laughs> what else? Would... It would be a shame. <laughs> he flings the cloak off and stretches his wings out to their full wingspan. The two of them are stunned when they see your wings. One of them recovers his senses enough and just runs, sprints. And the other one looks at you and draws his sword. Come on, demon, let's dance. <laughs> I am no demon. I want this character to live just for the accent. <laughs> can I shove him over the railing? You can try. I'm going to attempt to shove him over the railing. Okay, give me a strength check. Uh, 17. He rolled an 8, so yeah, you shoved him back over the railing. Jeez. He goes falling backwards and lands in the water. Now there's Silway, Milo, and three guards hanging out in the water down behind the ship. The other guards on the ship are starting to make their way to you. The ones that were down towards the bow. I would suggest if you have an exit strategy, now would be the time. Oh, I have an exit strategy. I just unfurled them. Okay. Oh, please make every crossbow bolt fly in. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm uh, dark creature against the dark sky. I'm actually, I'm actually thinking, stay low, ball up my, ball up my cloak, and sweep down over the deck of the ship and towards the dock. You sweep down over the deck, and two of the guards take swipes at you. Both of them miss. I'll sweep around to the. Hang on, let me look at the map of this thing again. Cause they gotta get out of here too. Did they? Do you two have an exit strategy? I have gills. Well, <laughs> I implemented mine before you put all of the guards down here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you a good swimmer then? No. <laughs> well, Not then great. how is that an exit strategy? <laughs> I'll drown. Milo was good while he lasted. I actually want to come around to the back of the ship where the two of where the two of them are. You zoom down the deck, and you do this nice, tight banking turn out over the pier, down by the side of the ship. And as you're just about around the stern, all of a sudden you feel five thumps in your back. Oh, in that case, I would like to use my reaction to cast Shield, which gives me plus five AC. All right, well, that's fine. It also negates magic missile. It does? It actually does. It specifies and magic missile right there in the description. Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> so... So, you as your reaction, oh. so five thumps just go boom, 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 and they just explode right around you. And you take no damage. So you are around the stern of the ship. You see three guards treading water there, and you see a small, wet, Halfling struggling to make the shore. You have no idea where Soe is. Can I, like, help drag Milo along? Yeah, I'll, I'll allow you to do that so you're not carrying him, but you're pulling him like a boat, pulling a water skier. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, like we're, 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 we're going windsurfing, and I'm the wind. This is not going to endear you more to Milo. I just, just gotta <laughs> say... 
I mean, you're lawful evil, so I guess it doesn't matter to you. <laughs> but... I'm going to need a strength check. Uh, ten. He's slowing you down, but you're able to pull him along. Three crossbow bolts come flying out of the darkness, but splash harmlessly into the dark water around you. Milo starts yelling. <laughs> All three of you make it out of the dock area to safety. So, like, you drag yourself through the streets. You're not really sure where Zeph and Milo went to. You lost sight of them as you were underwater. In all the chaos, you lost them. He's probably dead. Okay. You pull your waterlogged hood up over your head, and you drag yourself back to the greedy goblin. You find Sheila in the same room, sitting at a table, writing in a book. My, my, look what the cat dragged in. Boy, you look terrible. Oh my god, what is that on your forehead? <laughs> I forgot about the eye. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I'm blonde, I get it. I'm good. I'm trying to fix no, it. No, <laughs> it's not the blonde, you've got it. <sighs> look, oh my god, I swear, oh god. Come here, come, come closer. She reaches down into her bag, and she pulls out a small mirror and holds it up to you. Oh, God, not again. What do you mean, not again? You've got an eye in your forehead. Uh, yes, sometimes these things happen. What do you mean? They don't happen to me. What are you talking about? I swear to God. Yeah, tell me your secret to make them not happen. I don't oh, know. God. Did you, like, taunt a leprechaun or something? I don't know. I have no... I did not even notice there. Actually, I don't even think leprechauns are real, so don't even worry about it. Look, just... These things happen... I, they usually they usually go away. It's probably going to go away. Well, just In fact, you, like... know, you know what? Hold on one second. And she, like, closes her eyes and balls her fists and, and, like, shakes as she tries to concentrate. And using the Alter Self spell, which I assume is still active, it's been an hour. Uh, it has not been an hour, but you can't counteract. Eh, not, I can't either. No, you can't. Not... I, could give, I could give myself more eyes. You could do that, but this is wild magic, and you can't counteract that. You're, this is All not right. something you can control. All right, well, then she, what she will do is turn her hair back to silver. Well, now I can see the eye more. All right, hold on. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just... And she shakes herself some more, and then a fourth eye pops up on her forehead. What are you even doing? How do you even do this? I thought you were a thief. I am a thief. No, I am not a thief. I, I'm, a, I'm a scout. I'm a yeah, spy. Yeah, that's right. Not a You're... Thief. Yeah, you're a gossip, you're a, you're a tattletale, you're a spy, yeah, all that I stuff. am not a tattletale! So, oh my god! <laughs> Are you mocking me, young lady? Are yes, you... I'm mocking you. You sent me on that mission with that psychopathic demon. Well, yeah, but he's, you know, he can be good people sometimes. Where is he good people? Uh, I don't know, I was just saying that. I've never met him before today. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, tell me. Were you successful? She pulls the out the box and just drops it on the table with a loud thud. Oh, thank God! Oh my God! Now, Herman, is he still okay? You didn't, you didn't. I have no idea if he's okay. He by he, he was cowering under a desk, and then. Well, that sounds like Herman. Yeah, 
crazy things happening. I don't know. I swam away and here's your box. Well, I'm going to hope that for my sake that he's okay because I don't need to hear it from my sister. I should be like, oh my God, Sheila, you have no idea. And I'll be like, Barbara, for the love, just shut up already. <sighs> What's in the box? Well, I'm glad you asked that. And she reaches down and she opens the box. And out of the box, she pulls a very ornate gilded goblet. And there's a single azure stone set in the side. This, my dear, this is your reward for doing what you did. This was a wedding gift I gave that bastard when he married my sister. <laughs> But it's not good enough for him. So I'm giving it to you. <laughs> Now listen to me, this isn't an ordinary goblet. I mean, yeah, it's pretty, but all you gotta do is put some water in it. Well, here, let me show you. She goes over to a pitcher that is on the desk. She fills up the goblet. And as she does so, the blue stone starts to glow, like shine brilliantly. So here's the deal, once a day, You can do this. You pour water in here, and all of a sudden it turns into a potion of healing. This is the key. You see this stone. You see how already the, the brilliance there is starting to fade a bit. The longer this sits in here, the weaker it gets. Once the stone turns like solid and opaque again, at that point it's just water. So if you're gonna do it, you gotta use it right away. Here, and she hands the goblet to you. Zoey takes it and her eyebrows are, are peaked. She's like, interesting, magic items. And she just, she looks at it and she's, this is it, This I, I stole my own reward. Are you serious right now? Yes, you stole your own reward. Get out of here, I'm tired of looking at you. Ungrateful little. Swear to God, kids. This better not affect our negotiations with Arman. Arman. Oh my God, will you stop? Just uh. go. I'll see you soon. And by the way, the blonde was so much better.